Give it up for Patrick, y'all. Thank you, Patrick. Hello, everyone. I made it. We made it. And I feel like there is a 50-50% chance that you know me. And so I'm going to just do a brief little introduction uh, because I was here, and then the pandemic hit, and I was gone, and now I'm back. And so it's a little confusing. So I'm just going to, yes. So hello, my name is Kiana Joseph. Kiana, that key in the door. Um, and I love this community so, so, so much. I'm originally from New Jersey. Woo -woo! Yes, my Jersey people. Thank you, Manglers. Yep, I'm very, very proud of this, okay? Bagels, great stuff. Traffic, taxes, that's amazing. Um, and in high school, I lived in the Berkshires. Anyone from the Berkshires? Okay. Okay. <laughs> I lived in Massachusetts. I went to an all-girls boarding school. That is a very fun story for another time. Not today. Um, and then in 2013, I came to this area to study at Quinnipiac, about 15 minutes from here. We have any QU students? All right, Bob Kittens. I see y'all. I see y'all. It's great. Um, <laughs> and so it was there that I got my degree in sociology and elementary education. So it was, it was a fun time. Um, and during my junior year, I was introduced to ECV. And the rest is history. Uh, from undergrad to grad school to becoming a young New Haven public school teacher, this community has been with me. And so first of all, thank you. Thank you to so many of you who walked with me through some beautiful yet tough times. Um, I'm so grateful for you all. Uh, God really showed up and just, re just did some really deep, necessary, and good healing in my heart and in my life. And he used so many of you to, to help facilitate that. So thank you. And for those of you who don't know me and this is the first time you're seeing me, hola. Um, cannot wait to be friends and get to know you. And I like food and I really like free food. So call me going to be great. Um, so my role right now at ECV is Sprouts Coordinator, and as Patrick has shared, I will be going full-time into family pastor role November 1st, which is so exciting. So great. I'm so, I'm so excited. So I have the joy of spending most of my time in our community with the little people over there by that tent. They are so great. And so one thing that you can assume about me is that I'm a pretty patient person. I mean, come on, to work with little kids, you gotta be patient, right? I wanna see a show of hands. How many of you have ever like tried to rush out of a house and there's like a kid there and they're learning how to put their shoe on the right foot? Raise your hand if you've ever like experienced that. Yeah, it is the most frustrating thing in the world, right? You're like, it's the, the wrong foot, put the right, yep, yeah, it's crazy. Um, so that is a type of patience that I have to have on a daily basis, like every day, working with kids. You just gotta be patient. So I have a story for all of you where this solid patience that I'm so proud of was put to the test. So last week, my parents went on vacation and my dad was like, hey, can you just pick up a prescription at the pharmacy? And I'm like, okay, cool. Church, don't you think that's a simple task? Cue narrator's voice, it was not a simple task. All right, so let me just break down the story. I'm telling you the whole entire sermon could be about my experience in this pharmacy. By the end, I was like, I need a tent because I live here now. 
okay? 45 minute wait in line for this prescription. All right, not a big deal. I, I called my friend, we're chopping it up. I know how to talk, we're good, la la la. I finally get to the front and I clearly can see the people behind the desk are not the normal staff. They're, they're running around, there's boxes everywhere. So okay, I instantly have some compassion. I'm not mad, it's all good, we good. So I go to the farm tech and I'm like, hello, I am picking up for Alton Joseph. The last name is Joseph. She says, okay. She starts typing the things in and she realizes she doesn't know how to type in the birth date. So she goes to a coworker, the coworker comes, I'm looking at my watch, all right, it's been 50 minutes now, okay. It's all right, I'm all right. So in the back of my head, instead of grumbling and being angry, I start singing a song that we sing in Sprouts, okay? It talks about how the fruit of the spirit's not an orange, the fruit of the spirit's not a banana, the fruit of the spirit's not a peach, but it's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Yeah! Like, so great. I'm pretty sure they were just singing that a few minutes ago. It's amazing. So I'm singing this song in my head because I'm really about to pop off on this woman and that's not appropriate. I'm a believer of Christ. You know, we got to have these fruit of the spirit. So I'm like, all right, la, 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 la. So she finally figures it out and she's like, okay, I'm going to go get the prescription. So she goes to the bins and stands in front of the A. And I'm like, ma'am, his last name is Joseph. Oh, okay, sorry. She stands by the G. <laughs> ma'am, Joseph with a J. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. She goes to the boxes. She's ruffling through them. I cannot find them. Hold on. She goes to the back, right? This is like an hour now, right? I'm like, okay. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. <laughs> Getting pretty mad. She finally gets the prescription. I'm like, yes, I'm going home. Praise God. I open up the bag before she scans me out. It's the wrong prescription. So I'm like a little upset at this point, okay? My father has a lot of issues and he needs the off brand of this specific drug because then he'll have an allergic reaction. It's a long story, he's fine, God bless him. But I have the wrong thing. So I'm like, ma'am, this is the wrong brand. I need the off brand. So she's like, okay, go to the window, go to the window. You know how at the, the pharmacy they have the other window? You know, so they shift me to the other window. Another half hour goes by, drama, drama, drama. And I say, I gotta go home. <laughs> It's dinner time. So I leave. I leave with nothing. I, hour and a half in this pharmacy with nothing. I have to go back the next day. I go back the next day. It takes 10 minutes. I'm like, hey, guys, like this is the situation, blah, blah, blah. Cool. Okay, we don't have it. We have to order it. Come back tomorrow after 2. All right, God bless y'all. This is not your fault. I go home. I go back the next day. This is Friday now, y'all. I go, I have to wait, they finally give it to me, glory! I open it up, it's the wrong one. <laughs> At this point, I'm like shaking. I am not singing the fruit of the spirit anymore, right? It's, I don't care about the bananas or the peaches, like no, I'm done, <laughs> right? Me and this Walgreens are about to throw down. <laughs> so eventually, I finally get it. And guys, I kid you not, the Lord was playing a joke on me because the guy goes to scan it and the system isn't working. <laughs> so I just look at the pharmacist and I say, 
the Lord is teaching me patience, you know? This is not your fault. And this gentleman, so kind, he just slides it over and says, come back tomorrow and pay for it. <laughs> Thank God for that man. <laughs> so it's a funny story. It's pretty funny. I clearly didn't do a great job in waiting, but I think I did a pretty okay job. It's been a few days now, and when I think about this whole situation, I wonder if I was honoring God in my waiting. I mean, I did a pretty good job. I sang my Sunday school song, right? It was a top hit in my head. Um, I was able to catch up with a friend on the phone, and I ministered to her. I was being overly polite to everyone behind the counter. I had compassion on them but my heart was slightly shook. And mind you, y'all, I still have not paid this pharmacy back, right? <laughs> Yikes. So, you know, y'all, if y'all see red and blue lights, you know, just cover for me, all right? Um, there was a spirit of grumbling over me. Can I just see a show of hands? How many of you have been slightly inconvenienced and a spirit of grumbling has come upon you? Let me see. Because I know we got some real people in this church. All right, thank you. Y'all ain't liars. I love it. Praise God. Even in this little instance, I think there were better ways for me to honor God in my waiting. And so this afternoon, I wanted to share with you all what God has been teaching me in the past few years, and very specifically this week, about waiting. So let, let's pray. Father, I just thank you that you are good. You're so kind. You meet us in the waiting. Lord, I pray that you will give me the words to share with my brothers and sisters, the ways in which you love us and you call us to love others. In your name we pray. Amen. So, funny story. Pretty great. Great time. You know, I'm never going to Walgreens again. CVS, here we come. But we all have something that we're waiting on. Some people here are waiting for that dream job. I was talking to a neighbor the other day, and he wants to be a state trooper. So cool. And he's passed all his exams. He's, he's just waiting, waiting for that call, because the system, you have someone has to retire, and then you get a call. So he's waiting. And on the other side of things, there's someone who's like old, who just wants to retire, and they're just waiting. They're waiting to put in their papers. Some people actually already have that dream job. Some of you are living the dream that you've always wanted, or you're living the dream of going all these years to school, and you finally have that job. And you've realized it's not all that you imagined. And you're just waiting for it to get better, to become the thing that you've always wanted it to be. Some of us are waiting for spouses, for that miracle baby, the house we always dreamed of. Some of us are waiting to feel a sense of belonging, of hope, or simply a good friend. Some of us are waiting for our healing to come. We're waiting for that breakthrough in our families, in our weight loss journeys, our finances, even in our addictions. As believers, we're waiting for the second coming of Christ, right? So we've, we've all got something that we're waiting on. 
Part of being human is just waiting. And so the big question I have for all of us today, what do we do in the waiting? Well, scripture actually says a lot about this, which is great. Romans 12.12 says, be joyful because you have hope. Be patient when trouble comes and pray at all times. Psalm 27.14 says, wait on the Lord. Be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. 2 Peter 3.9 says the Lord is not slow in doing what he promised. So good. But God is being patient with you. He does not want anyone to be lost, but he wants all people to change their hearts and lives. Exodus 14.14. Ooh, this is a good one. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Isaiah 30, 18. Yet the Lord longs to be gracious to you. Therefore, he will rise up to show you compassion. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all who wait for him. Isaiah 40, 31 says, but they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. In the waiting, God is beckoning us to draw near to him. He's calling us to worship and praise him. We see this in the text. To not forget his promises. To not forget the things he has already done. I remember during a season of just like deep depression, I would just recite Psalm 27, 13, which says, I remain confident in this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. You see, as I was waiting for my healing and my breakthrough and my depression to happen, I needed to remind myself that although I couldn't see it, I had to be confident that the Lord was good. And I truly believe that God honored that prayer, that when the fog cleared and my healing came, I did, I did truly see the goodness of the Lord. So how many of you, and do not, do not be ashamed, how many of you listen to Christian radio like K-Love? Let me see you. All right, all right, y'all. Y'all are my people. Okay. So super corny, right? And just like amazing. I love it. It's great. So David Crowder, all of us like 90s Christian babies, were like, whoa, throwback. Um, he came out with an album this summer, and it, it is busting, y'all. Um, and there has been this song stuck in my head like every day for months. It's Good God Almighty. Do any of you know that song? All right, well, clearly we need to have a party. Um, <laughs> clearly. So I could honestly write a dissertation dissecting the lyrics of this man's album because it is so deep and rich, covered in, like, corny music. Um, but we're going to look at one stanza today. All right, so pay attention. He says, you say your love goes on forever that your mercy never stops. So why would I assume you'd be 
somebody that you're not. Like the sun in the morning, I know you're going to be there every day. So what on earth could make me be afraid? You see, David Crowder shows us something in these lyrics that's, I think, a very, very human thing. And I would guess that we all do this from time to time. When we are waiting, we get this type of amnesia, and we forget how good God has actually been to us, how gracious he's been. And so, of course, we begin to make assumptions about God, and without us even realizing it. And that's when we start to get anxious, and we start to be worried, and we're panicked, or we're concerned. They all mean the same things. We begin to gain a lack of trust in God. And it's solely from the fact that instead of us worshiping God and praising him in our waiting, we lose focus and begin to zero in on our problems. Our language goes from, God, you're so great. Hallelujah. You've provided for me. We love you. And then we're met with some sort of disappointment. And then there's like sorrow. And our language changes to, God, why haven't I gotten this dream house yet? Why don't I have this miracle baby? Why, why won't someone love me? Why am I not married yet? And don't get me wrong, this is not some sort of admonishment. Like, it's a simple observation. And I believe that even right now, like, the Lord is convicting some of us to just think about that. To recognize that instead of our time in the waiting being spent on worshiping God and praising, that time is more about us and our longings. And it's less about God. But God is faithful. Amen? He's faithful, and he doesn't leave us. So even when we start acting up and forgetting who God is and how good he's been to us, he's still going to be faithful. And he's calling us in all of that to repent, to turn from that kind of attitude and behavior, confess our sins. And like the word of God even says it. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. So there are so many people in the Bible, guys, who got it, like, so right in the waiting. But there's even more who got it so wrong. <laughs> like, the Bible's fantastic. You should read it sometime. So a non-example of this would be in the New Testament. I love this story. So Zechariah and Elizabeth, they have been waiting for a baby for such a long, long time. They just want a precious baby. And they wait, and they wait. And they wait, they're getting a little old, they're getting a little older. And then God finally says, yes, I'm going to give you a baby. And when that happens, Zechariah doesn't believe it. He's like, I'm an old dude, what are you talking about? And so in Luke chapter 1, verse 19, the angel who came to him, Gabriel, even says, I stand in the presence of God, and I have been sent to speak to you and to tell you this good news. And now, because he didn't believe it, you will be silent and not able to speak until the, the day this happens because you did not believe my words, which will come true at their appointed time. You see, God still fulfilled the promise, even when the receiver of such a beautiful gift doubted him. Zechariah wanted proof, but what he needed to have was faith. God had an invitation to belief. 
and yet Zachariah struggled to believe. And so, him becoming temporarily mute during his wife's pregnancy was a consequence for his unwillingness to partner with God in that miracle. I wonder, pay attention to this question, are we making our waiting period more difficult than it needs to be simply for the fact that we're not trusting God? I think some of us are. But I think that there is like some really good examples in the Bible too. Like Anna, such a cool story. It's so short in the Bible, you may miss it, but it's so good. So Anna, in the book of Luke, she was married for seven years, and then the rest of her life she was a widow. And so this is like 70-something years of this woman just being a widow. And instead of doing what she wanted to do and do a bunch of things, she spent most of her life in the temple worshiping and praising God. She chose to be with her community. She chose to worship God day and night. She chose to fast. She chose to pray. And she was rewarded for that by coming face to face with Jesus. In the story, we see Anna being so faithful, and there was a reward. Now, church, please, please do not make the calculation that worshiping God equals some sort of reward slash what we want. Right? That's, that's like we would be tiptoeing on a line that's very inappropriate. There are plenty of times in the word of God where man has prayers, right? There's times in our lives when we have had prayers and God didn't answer it in the way that we wanted it to or the way that we expected it to. It's not because God doesn't love us or doesn't care. It's just for the fact that his ways and his plans are so much higher than ours. And I think that if we get that fact into our minds that God's ways are higher than mine, then I think our waiting period is going to be a lot better. Wouldn't you all agree? And we can just be like, yeah, I think God knows exactly what he's doing. I'm going to trust him. So I think it's time that we look at Jesus because Jesus is just the best example for everything. So in the Gospels, we see Jesus before he fully enters his ministry. He goes to the wilderness to pray and fast. There's a waiting period. And there he's met with temptation from Satan. But at each opportunity that Satan would, like, twist the word of God and spit it back, right, Jesus turns to his father and fights back with the word of God. In his waiting, he did not sin. In his waiting, he turned to his father. In his waiting, he continued to trust that God was good and was going to protect him from Satan. Later on in the Gospels, when Jesus is waiting in the Garden of Gethsemane, while his disciples were sleeping, which is clearly not a good example of waiting. Wouldn't you agree? Like Jesus says, like to wait and they fall asleep. It's horrible. Um, <laughs> Jesus has a very honest conversation with God the Father. Matthew 26, 39 says, After walking a little further away from them, Jesus fell to the ground and prayed, My Father, if it is possible, do not give me this cup of suffering, but do what you want, not what I want. This right here. If y'all take something away from today, it's this right here. In the waiting, Jesus is so, so real. And he asks God not to go through with it. But Lord, but if that's what you want, then, then do it. Not what I want. 
Are our hearts willing to accept that? To tell God, yeah, I'm waiting for a husband, but if that's not what you have for me, then okay. I'm waiting to land this dream job, but if that's not what you want for me, God, then okay. I think it all circles back to that verse in Isaiah, that they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. So let's wait on the Lord. Sounds simple enough. It can be difficult, yes. But if we wait on the Lord, not on our strength, not on the strength that the world calls us to be, but if we just wait on the Lord the way that the Lord has called us to, I think that it's going to get a little more bearable. Let's not stay in our disappointments. Let's worship and praise God and remember that as far as the east is to the west, the Lord is good and he's steadfast. He's going to be with us in our waiting because he already is. He's already here. Let's remember that if we have God's spirit in us while we wait, we have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Yeah, we have the fruit of the spirit in us. So while we're waiting, we have that patience and we have that self-control. Life is all in the waiting, right? This is all that we've been talking about. We are waiting for God's kingdom to come while we experience and see a glimpse of it here on earth. Some of us are waiting for this beautiful community that we're a part of to go deeper into what it means to be a multi-ethnic church. I know that as, you know, the soon-to-be family pastor, I'm waiting to see more kids over there from New Haven Public Schools. I'm waiting to see some, some more of my old students here. So what are you going to do when you're waiting? Are you going to choose to draw near to God and subsequently bear the fruit of the Spirit? Or are you going to choose to do your own thing? When you're waiting for that spouse, are you going to turn to the things that bring you temporary comfort and pleasure? Or are you going to turn to God? While you wait for that baby, are you going to turn to envy while your friends welcome unplanned little ones? While you're waiting for that promotion, are you going to turn to anger when the coworker who came in after you gets the raise before you? Or are you going to turn to God? While you wait for your breakthrough, are you going to turn to despair? Or are you going to turn to God? Now let me be clear. Anger isn't bad. Despair isn't either. Our emotions are very real. And God cares about them. But God calls us to bring those things to him. So when we do feel hopeless about our situations, we go to the creator of hope. Right? We turn to God. We're not perfect, y'all. All right? So all of these examples, like, we're going to slip up. We're going to mess up in our waiting. All right? Sometimes we're going to be more like Zachariah than Anna. But we serve a perfect God. So in the waiting, wait on God. Wait on that perfect God. They that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings like eagles that soar. God is calling us to praise him in the waiting. He is calling us to be faithful with the things that he has entrusted to us while we wait. So what are you waiting for these days? 
Take a moment to reflect on how that waiting process has been going. Moving forward, how are you going to approach this waiting season? Let's pray. Worship team, you can get ready. Father, I just thank you that you wait with us. I thank you that your word so clearly shows us how to wait. I thank you that you have given us desires and dreams. And I thank you that you are equipping us to do the things that you want us to do. And so I pray that as we wait, that we will wait on you, that we will wait in community, that we will know, Lord, that you are our shepherd and that we lack nothing because you are with us. Father, we thank you that you are a generous God. And so we thank you for this community and ask, Lord, that your will be done, not ours. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.